I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, everyday, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. Time is the one thing that you can't get back when you use it up. Stayallday.com. Stay exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. Dreolday.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. Two questions I get asked the most. Number one, Dre, is there a way that I can talk to you on a regular basis for accountability to make sure I'm staying consistent and to get help with any challenges I may have ongoing? And number two, Dre, are you going to write any more books? Answer to both of those questions are yes and hell yes. Let me tell you how you can do both in one shot. I want you to go to workonyourgameuniversity.com where you have the option of getting my Bulletproof Bulletin, which is my monthly magazine that I'm sending out every single month to everyone who is a member of my university, where every month I'm writing new material that is fresh game for you to work on your personal growth and your business growth. I'm going to send that physically in your mailbox every single month. Again, that's called the Bulletproof Bulletin. That is for everybody who is a member of my university at workingyourgameuniversity.com. Now you have another option while you're right there on that page. You can also join my mastermind. This is where you can talk to me on a regular basis. I mean, every single week, you're going to get a live training from me. I answer all questions. We handle all challenges and hold each other accountable. That is inside of my Bulletproof Mastermind. It's the second level of my university where, as I just said, every week I have a live training where I'm going to teach on a subject that melds personal development and business development where we get straight to the point. No bullshit, no fluff, no filler material. I take the complex challenges that you're dealing with right now and I simplify them in a bite-sized way, just like I do here on the show every single day. Now, you can get all the information and all the details about both of these programs and all the bonuses that I didn't even mention because, by the way, I took all the courses that I've ever created. I have a course on how to use your social media story for maximum impact. I have a course called Bulletproof Mindset 2.0. That is my deepest material on mental toughness, discipline, leadership, and communication skills. I have a course called People Skills on building rapport and leading other people, as well as leading yourself and how you can get your point across to others. I have a course called Content Machine about creating content that will help you lay the foundation for building your brand the same way that I've done and that I continually do. I have a course called Toughen Up, one called Unapologetic. One called Sell Yourself. I have another course called 25 Hours about time management and time control. I have a 30 Days of Discipline course, an ASAP Confidence course, and a bunch of other courses. I'm not even going to list them all because this audio clip will be too long if I list everything. All of those bonuses I'm throwing in for free as you become a member of my university and of my mastermind. All the information, all your options, and you can get started right now by going to workonyourgameuniversity.com. Again, that is workonyourgameuniversity.com. If you, A, want to know if I'm going to write anymore, yes, I am. I'm going to write. As a matter of fact, every month, I'm going to send you a new copy of my magazine with fresh new material for you to keep your game focused, sharp, and on point. And B, 
you want to work with me directly, you want to be able to talk to me every week, get your questions answered, get your challenges handled, and network and build relationships and connect with a community of like-minded professionals who are serious about their game like you are, all of that happens in my Bulletproof Mastermind. All information, and you're going to get started by going to workonyourgameuniversity.com right now. You are now tuned in to the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve is yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. What is that? That is a go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together to a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, techniques, and mentalities all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today, I'm going to tell you, yes, I'm going to encourage that you discriminate. Yes, you heard me correctly. I'm going to tell you why and how and when you need to discriminate. They need to be proud about it, loud and proud about your discriminatory behavior. And yes, I know that there are places in the world right now that it is frowned upon, not even frowned upon. You might even get kicked out of the building for saying anything that is discriminatory, racially or socially harmful or unhelpful, or I don't even know the language that these woke mofos are using these days. But I'm telling you that this is not a woke space. Work on your game world is not a safe space. It is not a safe space. All right, you are going to discriminate proudly, and I'm going to explain to you exactly why I'm telling you to do this here today. Now, before I get into that, let me tell everybody, inform you that I have a daily motivation text message that I send out every single day free of charge to everyone who's in my texting community. If you are a person who would like to receive that text, maybe you're going to wait and hear exactly what I mean when I say discriminate before you do it. But if you already have decided that you're in or you're my type of person, you need to text me at this number, 305-384-6894. Send me a text right there right now, and you'll be getting my daily motivation text every single day free of charge straight to your phone. Again, that message is going to keep you focused, sharp, and on point every day, and you can actually respond to those texts as you'll be talking directly to me at that number again, 305-384-6894. It is also listed down below in the show notes in case you forgot it already. So, what am I talking about here when I say why you need to discriminate proudly? First of all, let's get a clear definition of what this word discriminate means. I'm a words guy, a language guy, for those of you who can't tell. So I always like to give definitions of phrases and words that I'm using so that we are all on the same page from where we're coming here. Because sometimes people have different definitions of the same word and they're talking about the same thing, but they mean it two different ways. So let me get clear on what we mean here, since this is a one way conversation. Definition of discriminate is to make an unjust or prejudicial distinction in the treatment of different categories of people, especially on the grounds of race, sex, age, or disability. Today, I'm going to tell you why to discriminate, but not because of race, sex, age, or disability. You're going to discriminate not because of any of those things that they say, especially in the definition. And I'm going to tell you up front, that whether your discrimination is unjust or not, and that is a very relative term that shouldn't be in the definition, but it is in there. Whether it is unjust or not is up to interpretation and usually your interpretation because you're the boss of what you do in your life. But let's get into this so you know exactly what I mean here and why you will agree that discrimination is actually a good idea. Point number one, topic once again is why you need to discriminate proudly. Number one, your time, attention, focus, and energy. Those are four of your most important investments in life. I talked about that in episode 609, five forms of investment. Your time, attention, focus, and energy are limited. There is only so much of them that you have to go around. So 
Knowing this, you must be discretionary in where, when, and how you invest said resources. You must be very, very discriminatory in how you use those resources because once you use them up, yes, you can get them back, but there's only so much time you have. Time is the one thing that you can't get back when you use it up. You can use some attention here and then you can go give some attention over there. You can use some money over here and you can get some more money tomorrow. But once you use up your time, that time's gone. And you have to use time to use any one of these other things. So you got to be very discretionary in what you're using and who you're using it with and why you're using it. All this means you need to know who and what you're looking for and who and what you're not looking for and be highly discriminatory in your selection process. Let me say that sentence one more time. You need to know who and what you are looking for. You need to know who and what you are not looking for. And you need to be highly, highly discriminatory in doing so. Let me tell you some places where people do this all the time. Let me tell you some places where you do it all the time. And have you ever been on the dating scene? Uh, if, unless there is anyone, unless one of you who's listening to me is completely asexual, everybody here who's an adult, at least, has been on the dating scene. All right, whether you're whatever type of person you're looking for, you've been on that scene. You have a pretty good idea, whether you have articulated it or not, you have a pretty good idea of what you are looking for. All right, you know what you like and you know what you don't like. You know what you're interested in, you know what you're not interested in. There are women out there who say, I only want to date guys who are taller than me. And there are guys out there who say, I want to date women who have this kind of job, who live this kind of lifestyle, who look this kind of way, who they spend this much time in the gym, or they don't go to the gym, or they're into this, or they're not into this, or they like to cook, or they're always going out. Everybody has some ideas, again, whether you have articulated them or not, whether they are clear and clearly defined or not. We have a pretty good idea when we are in the dating scene who we're looking for, what we're looking for, what we're interested in, and what we're not interested in. Even those of you who are taken in relationships, you have an idea. You can still look at someone of the opposite sex or maybe the same sex, whatever you're into here, and say, all right, that person is attractive. Even though it doesn't mean you're going to do anything, you can still look at a person and say, this person is attractive. In the work world, any of you has ever hired somebody? Have you ever been in a position of hiring? When you go through the interviewing process, or at least the prospecting of looking at candidates, are you being discriminatory about who you want to hire? Of course you are. You might say, if you want this job, you must have X amount of time of experience. You need this many years of experience to even apply for this job. So if you say you need five years of experience, someone shows up with three years of experience, they are eliminated from the job pool, from the candidate pool. Why? Because you are discriminating against anyone who doesn't have at least five years of experience. Is this true or not? There are some industries where you might want to hire someone who has a certain licensure or they have certain certifications. If you don't have this certification or you don't have this license, you can't work here. Now, maybe you might hire somebody as long as they're willing to immediately go to work on getting that license or getting that certification. But if they don't have it and they don't look like a candidate to get it, then you will discriminate against them and you will not hire them. You won't bring them into that job. I remember years back, I was thinking that maybe I might get my personal trainer certification because I'd already been playing sports and I knew I could easily get me some training clients. Maybe I could go work at a gym or something like that. This is sometime in the early to mid 2000s. And I went and bought the, I forget the name of, it's one of these governing bodies that gives you certification as a personal trainer. I went and bought the book, like the textbook that you need to study in order to get your certification. And that book was like $80 on Amazon. I bought the whole book. I never read one page of that damn book. And I still remember having that book, threw it away. So I was completely $80. Amazon got off me and I got no ROI out of it. The whole point being, I bought the book because I knew that in order for me to ever work as a certified personal trainer in any gym official facility, I needed to have that certification. 
and they discriminated. Even though I was a pro athlete with big muscles and all this stuff, and I could jump really high and run fast, they didn't care if I didn't have that certification. They were discriminating against me and anyone else who didn't have that certification. You need to be highly discriminatory because your resources are limited. You don't have forever to sort through everybody who's coming through. That's why you want to discriminate against who you want. I'll give you another example. Some of you who are in, any of you who's in sales, if you do any type of marketing or advertising, smart marketers, which I'm assume is everybody who's listening to this, you're discriminatory about who you're looking for, even when you're putting your materials out there. If you're the type of person who, let's say you want to sell your products or services only to people who are making at least six figures a year, you might put that in your advertising. Hey, six figure earners, six figure entrepreneurs, businesses who are doing at least seven figures a year. There are people out there who put that in their marketing. They put that in the headline of what they sell and market. Why is that? Because they are discriminating against anybody who is not that. They're making it clear if you're not this or above, we are not interested. And they have a right to do that. And you need to be doing the exact same thing. Not necessarily, it doesn't have to be with that area, but you need to know what you want and what you don't want. Now, the challenge for many of you is not the understanding logically of anything that I've said so far. The challenge for many of you is that you don't have any parameters. And this is where your time is getting wasted. This is where you are leaking resources. Let me say that again. Many of you are leaking resources, time, money, attention, energy, and focus, not because you don't understand the value of resources, not because you don't understand anything about discrimination like I just explained. The reason you're leaking resources is because you haven't decided where and when and how to discriminate. You don't know what you want. You don't know what you don't want. Therefore, Anything suffices for you. And and that's not working. That is a losing formula. The reason it's a losing formula is because you do not have the resources to sort through everything and everybody. You need to eliminate a whole bunch of things and a whole bunch of bodies. So the only things you're dealing with are the ones who you are actually seriously interested in. Do you know who they are? Many of you do not. And that is your biggest challenge. When you solve that, it'll get a lot easier to sort through the things that you do want because you're only looking at qualified candidates. It's kind of like a woman wants to go out on dating. If she tells her friends who are trying to set her up with guys, says, listen, I don't want to date any guy who's under six feet tall. All right. So the only guys they introduce her to are guys who are over six feet tall. It will take her much fewer of her resources, like energy, time, and attention to sort through all those guys who are six feet and up than if they were just bringing her any guys. They're bringing her some guy who's 5'2", some guy who's 5'5", some guy who's 5'7". Hey, no disrespect to any of you listening to this who's under six feet, but hey, this happens. All right. I didn't make it up. Don't be mad at me. I'm not the one asking for to meet guys over six feet. They are. And this is discriminatory. Why? Because they want what they want. And you can be the exact same way. Not you can be. You already know you can be. You need to be the exact same way. I beseech you to be discriminatory in what you are looking for and who you are asking for. Give you another example from my life. When I got recruited to go play basketball at Penn State Altoona, this was after my freshman year of college, but before my sophomore year, that I met this coach. I've told the story that I met this coach on campus at Penn State Abington and just came up to me when I was in a cafeteria, believe it or not, not on the basketball court. He didn't even know me. And he just started asking me questions about basketball later on. And he recruited me on the spot. Later on, I found out that the only reason he recruited me is not because he was out there looking for me and knew he would find me in the cafeteria buying food. Is that he was there on other business, but when he saw me walk by, he said, you looked like the kind of player who I knew I needed for my roster in the following season. Now, what was he doing? He was discriminating. He knew that he needed an athletic wing player, and I just happened to be an athletic wing player. Now, how did he know? 
Well, say he knew because he had years of experience in the basketball world and he knew what they looked like. So when I walked by, he knew I looked like that kind of player, even though when he saw me, I wasn't even playing basketball. I didn't have a basketball in my hand. I did have basketball clothing on, but I wasn't even playing basketball at the moment that he saw me. But he was discriminating. He knew exactly what he wanted. And I looked like the kind of person that he wanted. So he put me into his pool of possibilities. And then he found out that I was what he needed. And the rest became history. He was discriminatory in assessing me. A neighborhood coach. I've written about the story in my articles. And those of you who don't read my articles, if you like this show, you should be reading my stuff as well. Also, because I write a lot of books. So if you won't read emails, then you ain't going to read a book. But anyway, one of my neighborhood coaches, this is before college, he was talking to one of the players that we would just come around to the gym and practice. And he said to one of the players, hey, man, are you smoking weed? And this is way before it was there was any kind of conversation about making of uh, not demonizing weed smoking. Smoking weed was a, a thing that could get you arrested, at least at that time. He could probably still get you arrested, but probably less likely these days. But anyway, coach said to this player, are you smoking weed? And the player said, no, I'm not smoking weed. And the coach said, well, look, I was driving around the neighborhood and I saw you stand on the corner with a bunch of dudes who I know smoke weed all day. And the player started defending himself and it led to a longer conversation. But the whole point is the coach was he was displaying discriminatory behavior by even asking that question. But he was right in discriminating because we know what the law of association is, do we not? What's the law of association, everybody? Let's say it at the same time. You become the average of the people you spend the most time with. Doesn't matter how many it is. The coach explained the law of association. He didn't say the law of association, but he went on and said, well, look, you're hanging around dudes who smoke weed all day. You're standing there with them. I know they smoke weed. So if you're standing there, you're probably smoking weed too. And the player probably was smoking weed. He was just lying to the coach. And this drives home my very point that we discriminate against other people. We all do this every single day based on how they present themselves what we know we want, what we know we don't want. You need to get really, really clear on this for yourself so that you can make better decisions and you can make them faster and more efficiently. Point number two, today's topic, once again, is why you need to discriminate and you need to be proud about it. Number two, understand that this practice of discrimination, this applies to you as the one who is being assessed and discriminated against, maybe, as well as the person who is doing the assessment. So you are being discriminated against at times as well as you are doing the discrimination. People are looking at you and making snap judgments about you that may or may not be accurate. This happens all the time. Why? Just because of who you hang with, because of the car you drive, because of the neighborhood that you're from, because of your sexual orientation, because of your gender, because of the clothes that you're wearing, because of your race, because of your height, because of where you came from, because of who you know when you walk into a room. All of these things are causing people to discriminate against you, to believe that you're one thing or believe that you're another thing just based on the way that you show up and maybe based on things that you don't even know that they're judging you on. But human beings do this all day, every day. We make snap judgments about people all the time. Malcolm Gladwell's book, Blink, he talked about this in detail. If you haven't read it, you should read it. And there are other books about this as well. And here's the thing. Aside from the fact that we all make these judgments about other people and discriminate against people based on judgments that we have no actual evidence aside from what we see or what we think we see to base it on. Here's the thing. We act on these judgments. We make decisions based on these judgments, even when we don't have all the information. And every single one of us is guilty. What you need to do with this knowledge, now that I've uncovered it for you, is understand that you are being judged and discriminated against all the time, but don't protest about it. Now, I'm not telling you to be mad about this. Don't protest. Don't hashtag. Don't try to get anybody canceled. What you need to do, knowing this, is adjust for the natural human bias that exists in all of us. 
That includes you. That includes me. It includes everybody. Make your adjustments because you know that all of us are biased. Many people are really good at pointing out when somebody else is biased, but very seldom do I hear anybody admit to their own bias. We all have it. It's as easy as you can point out in another person. You should notice it in yourself. You are doing it just as often as it is being done to you. If you sell stuff on the Internet, for example, do you think the layout of your website will either gain or cost you customers? Of course it does. It does every single day. There are people who come to your social media page, your Facebook, your Instagram, your YouTube, your whatever. And just by the way that you look, just by your picture, they might even Google you before they even click to your website. And they see a couple of pictures of you and they say, oh, no. Or they say, oh, hell yes. Just based on that. No real information. They haven't dug into your life story. They don't know anything about your substance and they don't care to know. They make a snap judgment just based on that. The human brain does this all day, every day in every single one of us. So does the cover of your book determine whether or not somebody will buy the book? Hell yeah, it determines whether somebody's going to buy the book. That's why you need to invest in the cover of your book. And that is a metaphor there, but it can also apply literally for any of you who's writing the book. The layout of how you show up does determine whether or not somebody's going to listen to you. I've told you about when I was given my first speaking gig. This is in 2015. It's in Boca Raton, Florida. And Anna said to me, she was asking, my lady Anna was asking me, what are you going to wear? And I told her what I was going to wear. And at the time, I didn't really have much of a business, no slash suit wardrobe. And she said, you can't wear that because what you're wearing looks so unprofessional, looks so cheap. And it actually was cheap that nobody's really going to listen to you. Nobody's going to believe anything that you're saying if you're talking anything about business. Because the event that I was speaking at was called Social Media for Business. And I was going to talk about YouTube. So if you're going to go in a room and you're going to talk to a bunch of professionals about business, you better look like you're actually doing some business. And that kind of clothes you have don't look like you're doing business. So we went to suit store and I got me a nice high quality suit, invested in that, got more since then. And the whole thing was understanding that people are going to judge you on the surface. And then if they accept their judgment on the surface and they like it, it's a positive judgment, then they're willing to dive into your substance or at least let you share some of your substance. But people won't even allow you to share any of your substance, at least mentally. They're not listening to anything that you're saying if their snap judgment says, no, I'm not paying attention to this person. And human beings, we're really good at faking it. We're really good at pretending to politely listen to someone when we've already mentally checked out of the conversation. How many of you have ever done this? Of course, everybody's done it. And let me explain something to you. Other people are doing it to you. At the same time that you are doing it to them, they are doing it to you. The cover of your book determines whether or not somebody will buy it. You can sit there and read the whole book to them. If they didn't like the cover, they're not listening to anything that you're saying. So when you show up based on the, the shoes that you're wearing, the suit that you have on, whether you're even wearing a suit, does that determine whether someone thinks you know what you're talking about or not? Absolutely, it does. Does it determine whether someone thinks you're qualified to talk about a certain subject? 100%. Does the car you drive determine whether someone thinks you have money or that you don't have money? Yes, it does. Again, it doesn't have to be true. None of these things, I want you to understand, none of these things needs to be based in logic or facts. It is all based on people's judgment. It is based on people's interpretation. It is their decision whether or not they want to pay attention to you, listen to you, or believe you. And it is not based on anything factual. All right, facts do not matter in this case. Discrimination, everybody, is a prejudicial distinction. What does that mean? It means it's not a fact. All right, that's all you need to understand about that phrase. Let me tell you that phrase again in case you want to write it down. Is a prejudicial distinction, meaning is a decision that people make based on prejudice, based on 
They already have some set ideas in their minds that this thing means this thing. It does not have to be based in fact or truth or anything objective. It is all based on their personal judgment. And just as much as other people do it, you do it. So don't be mad at people. Don't be mad at the fact that this exists because you are just as guilty of it as you are able to notice it in others. Point number three. Today's topic, once again, is why you need to be discriminatory. You need to discriminate and be proud about it. Number three, wise people, that's you and I, we understand that everything that I've said today is true and we make our adjustments. That's what you need to do with this information. And I've said this like three times already here today. Do not take what I'm saying as something to be mad about. Don't protest it. Don't try to change the world and make people think differently than they already think. You can't. It's impossible. You can try if you want to, though, but don't say nobody told you. Make your adjustments based on the game being the game. I told you about this in episode 1210. Don't complain. Play the game. You need to understand what the game is so that you can play it. There are certain aspects of the game that you can change if you want to go and you want to dedicate your life to community service and try to change the world and try to make people think differently than they already think. And you want to change 10 million years of wiring of human nature. If you want to do that, go ahead and try. But do not say nobody told you that that is a exercise in futility. What you are better off doing if you want to win the game is actually learn the game for what it is and learn how to play it. Then from the top of the game, when you win, then you can make changes because now you have the influence of people who actually listen to you. But if you want to do it a different way, you want to do it your way, go ahead and do it. Now, don't just don't say nobody gave you the information. Understand that people who understand what I'm talking about here today, emotionally as well as logically, because logically you get what I'm saying. But if you emotionally get it, you will show up and present yourself the way that you want to be judged. If you want to be judged that people might think you're a basketball player, then show up looking like a basketball player. Or if you want to be judged looking like you're a quote unquote business person, whatever that means in your world, show up looking like that business person to the people who you're trying to serve. You need to get in their heads. All right. Not my head, not your head, their heads. I don't play basketball anymore, for example, but the way that I dress, people will see me in the elevator and say, you like a basketball player. I don't mind that. It doesn't bother me. But if I didn't want people to think I was a basketball player, guess what I would stop doing? I would stop wearing basketball clothes every day right? and they'd be over. I wouldn't have that problem anymore. And I know that this is the way that I'm being perceived. I know this is the judgment that people have sometimes. If I want to look like a quote unquote author, even though there's no clothes for an author, but if I want to look like one or I want to look like a business and personal development coach, quote unquote, I'm using air quotes for those of you who are listening in audio. I know where to find the clothes. I know exactly what I can wear. I could change my wardrobe and I could show up that way. And then people are going to perceive me differently. But personally, I know that there's a dichotomy when I look like a basketball player, but I tell people, hey, I'm an author. Or I've written 29 books or I have a podcast or I talk about personal development or I, I coach professionals who don't play basketball. I understand there's a dichotomy between the two, what they see and what I'm telling them, even though I'm not lying. And I understand it. I accept it. But if I wanted to change that and I didn't want that to exist, I would make my adjustments. Why? Because I understand this concept of playing the game. And I've explained this in many episodes of this show here. I just referred you to one of them. You need to understand it as well because I just gave it to you. I just told you. So there are times when you can use the law of contrast and it works in your favor. And there are times when you don't want to contrast anything. Or you don't want to break anybody's mind by looking one way, but the truth is a different way. Sometimes you want to look exactly how the truth is. Like if you're a lawyer, you probably don't want to show up dressed the way I'm dressed today with Jordans on and basketball shorts and then say, yeah, I'm a lawyer and have the best argument in the world. Because nobody's going to hear anything you say because they're too distracted by the way you showed up. If you are coming into a court of law to argue a case for your client, you probably want to show up looking like, quote unquote, a lawyer, whatever a lawyer looks like. Most of you probably have an idea, a picture in your mind of what that looks like. Do you not? Of course you do. That is 
discrimination right there. What you just did when I said a lawyer and all of you got a picture in your mind of what a lawyer looks like, you have a picture that is discrimination of what a lawyer looks like and what a lawyer does not look like. You're watching this on video. Do I like a lawyer? No. And I'm not. Do I like an author? Maybe. Maybe because you see the books behind me, but you get the point that I'm saying. And you can use this to your advantage, whether you're playing along the lines of what people expect or you're going against what they expect. So somebody might see me in an elevator walking around the streets and say, look at this motherfucker right here. He ain't writing no books. He probably ain't even reading a book. When's the last time this guy read a book? But then when I speak, things change. And I'm all right with playing that. I can play up that dichotomy. I can actually use that to my advantage. This is all goes into understanding how you are being perceived. And when you understand how you're being perceived, you can kind of play the game as you want to play. And I talked about this in episode 1601, the value and power of perception and how to control public opinion. And it's also about knowing how people are seeing you and having a good idea of how you are being seen by other people. The better you can understand that, the better you can use it to your advantage. And you could even, depending on how deep you want to go, you want to get really Machiavellian with this, you can actually start using it against people. Depend on how well you know the game. Now, don't go around trying to play the game. You don't know what you're doing. But I talked about raising your self-awareness also in episode 2105. Self-awareness is about understanding how other people are seeing you when you are being discriminated against and also when you are discriminating against other people without any facts on your side. And you don't need facts because this is the way the game works. So people who go far enough to actually get the facts about people, you find out whether you are right or wrong. And this will help sharpen up your skill of judgment your skill of discernment, which I talked about in episode 1431, your skill of perception and judgment. And all of this is in the game, folks. None of this is negative. None of this is bad. None of this is manipulative. Actually, no, let me back up. It is very manipulative, but this is the way the game works. All right. Life is manipulative. If you don't know how to manipulate, you will never sell anything. So any of you who sold anything, you know how to manipulate, even if you don't want to admit it. All that said, let's recap today's class, which is why you need to discriminate proudly. Definition of discrimination. Is to make an unjust or prejudicial distinction in the treatment of different categories of people, especially on the grounds of race, sex, or disability. Today, we are talking about why to discriminate, not because of race, sex, age, or disability. And I want you to understand that it is up to interpretation whether it's a right or wrong thing to do, and you get to make that call. Point number one, your time, attention, focus, and energy are limited, so you must be discretionary in where and when and how you invest your resources. You need to know what you want, who you want, what you don't want and who you don't want so that you cannot waste time going through, sifting through people and things that you are not even interested in. What do you want? What do you don't want? Do you even know? It's a rhetorical question from me to you. It is not rhetorical from you to you. Point number two, understand this practice applies to you as the one being assessed as well as the one who is doing the assessing. We all make snap judgments about people every single day with no facts whatsoever, no objective information whatsoever. And most of the time, we don't try to get facts or objective information once we have made a decision. This is the way the human brain works. As much as other people do it to you and you feel like you're being discriminated against, you do it to other people. No matter how good of a person you are, you are discriminating just as much as you are being discriminated against. You are not an exception to this rule. Nobody is exempt. Point number three, wise people understand everything I've said today and they adjust emotionally accordingly. They show up presenting themselves as how you want to be judged. You want to be judged as a quote unquote author, look like one. You want to look like a basketball player, show up looking like a basketball player, walk and talk like one. You need to understand how you are being perceived, have the skill of self-perception, be very self-aware of what people are perceiving about you. And if you feel like you are being discriminated against for whatever reasons, 
Make your adjustments. Do not. Let me tell you what not to do. I should have made this another point in the show. Do not try to change the way other people think. Do not browbeat people down because they may have some discriminatory, unconscious bias in the way that they are looking at other people and doing things that you can prove because you have stats and you got articles that you can link to and all this shit. You are doing it just as much as it is being done to you. Again, anything you could accuse another person of when it comes to their unconscious bias, you are doing it just as much as it is being done to you. I've said it like eight times here today. I don't want to drill it into everybody's head. Discrimination is a good thing. Smart people discriminate wisely. They discriminate proudly and they discriminate often. Only stupid people don't discriminate at all. And they just take in everything and they end up wasting a whole lot of their most valuable resource being time sifting through all the bullshit just to get to the stuff that they actually want. Smart people do not make this mistake. All that said, two things I want you to do. Number one, text me to get my daily motivation text free of charge every single day straight to your phone. My number is 305-384-6894. And number two, you ready to take the next step with me? Get my monthly bulletproof bulletin that I'm holding up on camera here straight to your mailbox. Yes, your mailbox, not your email box, your physical mailbox every single month. You see, I'm holding it in my hand. I can't email this to you. Physical mailbox every single month, bulletproof bulletin. All you got to do is join me and work on your game university. We got two levels, levels to this shit. On one level, you get the bulletproof bulletin and you get access to some of my courses on the highest level, bulletproof mastermind. You get access to everything that is in there. Every course that I've ever made, we have organized all the episodes of this show by category, which is something that people ask me about all the time because we've got so many of them. And you get to get on my live calls two hours every single week where I simplify things. We meld the personal development and the business development. Make sure you have clear strategies, all questions answered, all challenges handled. That is in the Bulletproof Mastermind. All information, everybody can get started. There's one place to do it. Work on your game, university.com. Work on your game. Dre all day. I have a text message line now where every single day from my number, I am sending out a text to everyone in my community with a daily motivation message to keep you sharp, focused and on point to get started and be energized for your day. If you want to receive my daily motivation text just send a quick text right now to say hello to this number 305-384-6894. Again, 305 305- 384-6894. Get my daily motivation text straight to your phone free of charge. 305-384-6894.